your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. I'm with Jamie Lynn and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Uh, Big 12 basketball last night, uh, pretty good complement of, uh, of games. Told you about uh, Oklahoma and Texas. I, I was surprised by the point dis- differential in that game. I mean, uh, just, you know, the 15 points and, you know, kind of felt like after Texas got beat by UCF and previously by the Red Raiders that that uh, Rodney Terry was on the ropes and he's he's fought back with a win sure over has. over Baylor and and now a win a or, ranked win over Oklahoma or his team is fought back right which yeah. is yeah, yeah. yeah. like I, it almost feels like they realized hey we we better turn things around here in a hurry or we're gonna lose our coach <laughs> yeah we're gonna lose the guy that's that's feeding us so to speak. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 75-60, uh, Longhorns win it last night. Uh, also last night, and look, I mean, it's a home game for them, but it's another win for them with UCF taking down West Virginia. And you can say, well, West Virginia, they're, you know, not doing very well. Well, they're coming off of a win over Kansas. So, I mean, it's kind of one of those deals on any given night, anybody can beat anybody. But, you know, for, you know, Central Florida, it's a it's another win. Yeah. And, and I think it just goes to show that that's not going to be just a, a pushover to win there. Hmm. No, they're, they're, I mean, they're proving, I'm not saying they're, they're the cream of the crop in the conference right. by any stretch of the imagination, but they're also just, you know, it's, it's not a gimme. Yeah. You got, you know, Houston, the newbie at four and two, you knew they were going to be really good. Um, Central Florida, you didn't know, uh, three and three. And uh, felt like BYU was going to be pretty good, but now they're two and four, and uh, and Cincinnati is is two and four, and you felt like, well, they look at BYU, and I think uh, two and four, but they've played a really tough schedule, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, yeah, so is everybody else? So in is the everybody, Big 12. right? Right? right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's ranked team right. right after night. Yeah. Meanwhile, Oklahoma State gets beat again. I uh, hate and to then, see it. 74 to 69 uh, for TCU, a winner last night over uh, over Oklahoma State, and what they had like a 17 point lead in this in this ball game. Um, uh, Emmanuel Miller had 21, Micah Peavy had had 16, um, and uh, and TCU wins it. Now they'll play uh, Baylor in Waco on uh, on Saturday, and Oklahoma State will play host to to West Virginia. So that. That might be their first real opportunity to have a winnable game. They only lost this one by five. Seems right. like that was. I guess every game was a real. I guess every game is an opportunity to win, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you when you look maybe at it, maybe their best chance. Literally, yeah. yeah. Maybe their maybe their maybe their best chance. Um, so that's uh, it's kind of a quick look at the games from last night, and then Houston goes into Provo and beats uh, BYU. Uh, BYU now twenty uh, first ranked and. They'll probably start to go down a little bit, but seventy-five, sixty-eight was the final uh, last night uh, in Provo for um, BYU and Houston. So Houston gets their fourth win of the season in Big Twelve play. So yeah, I really like the matchup tonight with Kansas State playing at Iowa State. I think that's a 
Obviously, Kansas State's a little bit of a surprise, just like the Red Raiders being at the top. Mm-hmm. Iowa State, we know how hard it is to win there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, a fun matchup tonight. Yeah, it's, it's – I'm not going to say it's impossible, but, man, it's – like you said, it's really, really hard to win there. Uh, that'll be an 8 o'clock uh, tip time <clears throat> tonight from uh, Hilton Coliseum. That'll be cold there. Be cold. I wonder if that'll keep some of the counties going, ah – Margaret, I just don't want to get out tonight. I think the people in Ames, Iowa are probably used to the temperature. Whatever the temperature is, I bet they're used to it. Yeah. Those are... I bet they got heaters there at the game and everything. (laughs) Those are are salt-of-the-earth people there in in Ames. Uh, Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so. I think uh, currently in, uh, in Ames, it's 32 degrees, so... That's uh, I'd say I don't today's think that's going to keep the Amesians yeah. inside. Amesians, you know, no, the townies, no, no. By the time the t- it's going to be the same temperature all day long there, so no, no fluctuation in the temperature. Probably feels balmy to them. Thirty-four, balmy. That might be a bit of a stretch. But yeah, yeah. I, I I would just say that they definitely have felt colder this time of the year. <laughs> probably, probably so. <laughs> Uh, our friend Dan in Dallas is up and at him early this morning. He says, good morning, guys. I have my vehicle ready to go to the basketball game Saturday, and we'll be meeting some Oklahoma Red Raiders. We will get a few Raider powers out there for the team. Nice. Okay. Good job, Dan and Dallas. Okay, so it's Wednesday. What is he? What has he done to get the, the vehicle ready? Get it on alignment? Oil change. The oil change. Got new tires. Put the gas in, you know. I mean, has, he, has he got a fresh Mountain Dew sitting right there in the cup holder? <laughs> yeah, I'm just impressed. I'm not ready to go to work tomorrow. So, you know, he's getting ready for a game on Saturday. No, but, it's a, but it's a game. He's, he's, he's excited. Notice he didn't talk about his level of excitement for his job today. He just talked about, hey, I'm going to meet some Oklahoma Red Raiders and we're going to get out some, get out some Raider powers on Saturday. <laughs> right. That's what, that's what, that's what, that's what our friend Dan in Dallas is, is going to do. And good, good for him. Good, good for him. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see if there's anything else in the top 25 that just interested me last night. No, not, not really. Uh, tonight we'll have number eight Auburn. And Alabama playing. Do they call this an Iron Bowl as well, or is it is that just reserved for football? I do not have probably, any idea. Probably no. just reserved for football. I think basketball is just something that, that they just kind of that they just kind of piddle with. They probably wanted they probably want to do well in it. Probably want to you know make a go of it, but I think they're probably really concerned now about their football program now that. Their savior, Nick Saban, has decided to retire. Yeah, but I, I bet they prefer that their uh, team wins. I mean, sure, it's a, yeah. it's a school that they hate, so yeah. they probably want to win. Mm-hmm. There's nothing make more than anybody happy there than... They old, don't have the guy old... that's handing out guns to shooters anymore, right? He went to the NBA? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. He's not there anymore? <laughs> no, it's not. He's he's not he's not there anymore. Okay, he's well, not there anymore. It's good, a little, more of a little bit more of a likable team there. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Your <laughs> your favorite uh, your favorite coach in uh, in the SEC uh, took a uh, took a loss last night on the road as South Carolina upended number six Kentucky and Coach Cal last night mm-hmm. seventy nine to sixty two. Think he's my favorite over the I, guy that's it, coaching at Ole Miss. Is it, no, the the guy at Ole Miss is your, is your, is your favorite. 
But I know that I know that uh, Coach Cal is. I, I really don't have that much Coach Calipari beef. <laughs> okay. Coach Cal. I just I just did that just I did that just for you. Oh, I'm well aware. <clears throat> Let's see. Little needle. Just just a slight one. Um, this for uh, Dan in Dallas. He's got his quarters ready for those awesome Oklahoma toll roads. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is a good thing to have ready for the vehicle. Yeah. So tip, tip your cap. Uh, let's see. Speaking of road trips, I would like to know the morning drive's opinion on energy drinks in general. Do you have a favorite? Wow. Uh, you obviously $8 an hour guy weren't tuned in the other day. Uh, neither Jamie nor I have ever had an energy drink. Never. And I, I don't care to have one either. I have nothing against anybody that has one. I just, it's just not for me. I preferred the, the Red Bull, you yeah. know, the monster. I like the, I like the small can. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm getting a big drink, it's usually a soda so that I'm not like getting that kind of intake on just caffeine. I guess would be the way to put it. I just feel like if I drink an energy drink, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. And it makes me. How would you know? You've never had one. I said I feel like I feel like it would. I feel like it would give me the heebie-jeebies. It, it the way I use an energy drink, it's the afternoon cup of coffee. Mm. Uh, Dan in Dallas reports, and he says, as far as work, another great day ruined by responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome line. <laughs> How's it going today? Uh, work. Oh, man, another great day ruined by responsibility. Yeah. You know, I am really good at not doing anything. Why don't people pay me for that? 6.40 this morning. You've got something to do next. It's the stay in sports history. All coming up here this morning on the morning drive. Garrett Luft reports in for the high school fan zone tonight on 100.7 The Score. Friendship girls soccer coach Lauren Denning. Lubbock Cooper boys basketball coach and former Red Raider Will Flemons. That'll be at 6.20. And then at 6.40, Liberties and former Red Raider played on the Final Four team, Parker Hicks. And LCU Shaps. And LCU Shaps. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day in sports history. Today is uh, January the 24th. Just a month ago was... Christmas Eve. Feels like a long time ago, though, actually. It does. Here is uh, Jeff McGuire with the news and notes. 1947. NFL adds a fifth official, the back judge, and allows sudden death in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Personally, they shouldn't do sudden death. They should make it a long, drawn-out process for death. I make funny on a Wednesday, okay? I just still would... I just think college football does it so much better. 1962. Jackie Robinson is the first African-American elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Also, uh, Bob Feller elected in this class. Hmm. 1982. In the 16th Super Bowl. In Detroit. San Francisco 49ers. Beat the Cincinnati Bengals 26-21. to Joe Montana, starting quarterback for the 49ers, your MVP. I just remember how cold. That was at the Pontiac Silverdome. Um, I just remember how cold it was in Detroit that day. And and it was, obviously the game was indoors, but just the guys getting to the stadium and fans and trudging through the cold and the snow. Um, 
and then they go they go inside and play at the Silverdome, which is now basically um, it's it's not demolished yet, but it's it's a it's a waste of space. Okay. Unusable. Nineteen ninety. Los Angeles's Pat Riley becomes the 13th and fastest coach to reach the 500 victory plateau as the Lakers down the Pacers 120 to 111. Riley at 500 and 500 and 184 surpasses Don Nelson who was 500 and 317 to reach the milestone. Significant better winning percentage. 2007, Martin Zeno makes three free throws under 30 seconds left and grabs a key steal as Texas Tech upsets number six, Texas A&M, 70 to 68. Let's go. And in 2015, Devontae Williams scores 22. Todrick Gocher adds has five of Texas Tech's 11 threes in an upset of number nine, Iowa State, 78 to 73. You got a two for today. Mm. It is National Peanut Butter Day. Okay. Uh, chunky or smooth? Yes. Okay. I prefer chunky, but okay. man, it feels like I haven't had chunky in forever. About the only thing I don't like in the peanut butter variety is mm. the reduced fat. Okay. <laughs> Takes away the taste, the good taste of it. Makes it harder to work with. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday, former Texas Tech tennis coach and all-around really good guy, Tim Siegel, turned 60 today. Hmm. Ed Helms is 50, Neil Diamond, 83, Mary Lou Retton, 56, and Brian Cushing is 37. And on this day in 1972, local farmers on Guam discover Shoshi Yoki, a Japanese sergeant who fought in World War II. Still hiding in the jungle. 26 years after the official end of the war, Japanese soldiers had been trained that death was the preferred due to dis the disgrace of being captured alive. Keep in mind that Guam's only about a 200-square-mile island in the Western Pacific. And it was uh, back and forth between the U.S. and Japan in, in, during World War II. When the uh, U.S. took it back over in '44, our guy went into hiding, into the jungle, took a survival kit and... Stayed hidden. After he was discovered in Guam, he uh, returned back to Japan as a hero. As he should have. As he should have. Uh, he was finally discharged, uh, where he was uh, got married. Where did he have his honeymoon? Guam. Back on Guam. <laughs> How long was he in the jungle? From 44 to 72. So 28 years. Wow. Has there been a movie made about this? I'm sure there has. I don't know that there's an English-speaking movie made out of this one, but... It feels like something that Tom Hanks would should be involved in. That'd be fine. That sounds like a great movie. Yeah. And that is This Day in Sports History. All right, This Day in Sports History. Thank you, Jeff. Take your thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. We've uh, we got one here with regard to Jeff's uh, comment about being paid money to do nothing. Uh, this, they pay every one of the Kardashians a lot of money to do absolutely nothing of consequence and put it on TV. They've taken your money, Jeff. <laughs> Listen, they're not my thing, but 
you put uh, attractive women on a screen, people are going to watch. And that brings in So money. why do people watch the Kardashians? I, someone, someone somewhere thinks they're attractive. Yeah. Uh, somebody says this with regard to the uh, toll booths. They tore all the tool, toll booths, toll gates down on the H.E. Bailey Turnpike. It's now a plate pay like in uh, DFW. Oh, that's too bad. I mean, some people lost their jobs. I don't think it's too bad. <laughs> It's a lot easier. You want to stop? No, I really don't. Okay, you want to talk to those people? I, I have generally, I have said hello or conversed with those oh, people. Oh, absolutely. You know, hey, how you doing today? You doing okay? Well, Especially I don't ask them questions, but I say hi. How are you? <laughs> or maybe I say hello, hello, whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, I'm know. Not, you know, how's the family or anything? <laughs> right. There's no, there's no, not much back and forth. Yeah, right. no, no, I got they, you. And they I don't get... want it. They need you to keep moving on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they would prefer that you just go on through. Just say thank you. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And move and move forward. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. Drive safely. All those. So all does those... this charge get added to your your plate fees every year? No, like, they ha- send they send you they send you a, they send you a, a bill a bill. Mm-hmm. 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 They send you a bill every time you use it. You get okay. charged and. I guess at the end of every month you get a bill. Yeah. See, I am fortunate where I don't have to drive through toll roads. So, hey, what did you? I don't remember the last toll road I drove. I, I take it back. It was probably in Oklahoma, yeah. visiting my dad before he moved uh, to north of Dallas. What, Jimmy? What you think of uh, the Milwaukee Bucks firing their coach Adrian Griffin? I mean, on on one hand, it's like, man, this guy they've got a really good record, and you don't usually. You don't usually see this, but I guess they just weren't happy with the direction that the team was going, and they felt like the the whatever schemes they were using that he was starting to lose the players to a degree, and they were questioning his ability to lead, and uh, that maybe the job was too big for him, and so they said, "You can't coach here anymore." But it sure is curious. Yeah, surprising on a, on a good team like that, but clearly they felt like they weren't heading in the right direction, even though they. Ultimately, we're still winning. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, see, I was thinking if you spotted me his first name on a hundred dollars to name his last name, I'm not sure I could have gotten your hundred dollars. No, no, I get it. It's just well, I, mean, I know who Adrian Griffin is. I didn't know he was the Milwaukee Bucks coach until he got fired. Yeah, <laughs> thirty and thirty and thirteen. He played for the Mavs back in the day, and and it looks like, um, it looks like that Doc Rivers is going to replace him. And Doc will come up short again. He's got a pretty talented roster there. He does. He does. He does. Uh, I don't know if this is a good question or a bad question or if, or what, but Chuck, do you ever feel like the characters in those progressive commercials? <laughs> I, probably, I probably could play one. I don't know if it's the one that you want to play. <laughs> I definitely feel like the host guy. <laughs> The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. All right, I'm in a football mood today, so we're going to talk oh, a little okay. Red Raider football. Okay. Always enjoy talking Red Raider football. I want you to tell me about a under-the-radar player that you're excited about mm. for next football season. 
So I think that would probably <laughs> cancel Baron Morton and Taj Brooks off the list. Mason Tharp too, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's not. Maybe even Micah Hudson. <laughs> Doesn't feel like he's very. He's not. He is. Excuse me. Under the radar. He at is all. not. Yeah. Not under the under the radar, at uh, at all. Man, under the radar. Jeff, anybody just jump right into your brain that's completely under the radar? Under the no, radar. No, I'm kind of looking, and I imagine that Jamie had an immediate answer when he thought of this question. Um, and I don't. Like, know who that would be. Because when I think of this team, you've got a lot of returners coming back at key positions, mm -hmm. but also a lot of young guys in some positions that have been opened up by leadership guys. So I'm kind of more focused on who's going to jump into that leadership, those leadership positions that can really build your team going forward. Um It's the under the radar part that's hard because there's a lot of guys that I'm looking forward to coming back, and, oh, yeah, and a lot of guys I'm judge who, who's under the radar. Yeah. Hmm. You know. you've stumped me. <laughs> How about congratulations, Jamie? Okay. There are no wrong here, answers. No, there's no wrong answers. Here, here's here's a guy for you because he's a super senior. Um, he's a defensive lineman. He's six two. He's three oh five. You're, I mean, and you're going to need. You're going to need some help on that defensive line, but how about a guy like Quincy Lodette? Okay. I mean, his... So let me kind of give you... So he's... He's a super senior. Um, uh, he's got uh, two years of... Uh, he, let's see. He, when he got here, he had two years of eligibility left. Um, I mean, he's a guy that could potentially put some pressure on the quarterback help you get some stops um and uh i don't know maybe maybe he's a guy that can uh kind of fill the bill uh, he saw action he's a, he'll it, it'll reunite reunite him he spent three years at uh louisiana monroe uh re reunited with uh defensive lineman miles cole um had uh, 31 games at uh louisiana monroe 18 starts um. So I, I think you guys are overthinking this. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. Let me just. I, there's a couple guys that jump out to me, or maybe even three. So first off, I mean, we there's a lot of hype right now about Micah Hudson coming in. Right? Sure. Mm -hmm. But the definitely not under the radar. Exactly. Okay. Uh, a lot of hype about the two uh, transfer portal wide receivers. One from Florida. One from Washington State. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. How about Coy Aiken? Okay. I mean, I, I thought he finished the season really strong for mm -hmm. you. Great possession receiver. Um, I think he can maybe even be more than that. I mean, to me, people aren't talking about him a lot, but I was really happy with what he did as a freshman. So I, I think there's a lot of potential there for, for that young man. And so that would have been an under-the-radar guy that jumped out to me. Well, he's the guy, that's the name that came out as I was scrolling through the roster. That's the game that came out. I just didn't know if he was under the radar enough. Okay. All right. So that's that's fair. I would Joseph Adaray count. I mean, it's a key position for you. He did well at times last year for you. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a definite bright spot. I don't yep. know that. I feel like he's properly on the radar. Okay. And I, I'm going to tell you another name here, and I, I think it's, 
I'm not usually... It's funny, we were, Chuck and I were just talking about something like this in the break a few minutes ago. I'm not usually obsessed with the stories. No, I'm just, I'm here for the sports. Okay? I'm not obsessed with the story. But the Cameron Valdez story is, is cool to me. Uh, that Valdez said, transfer portal, I'm heading to the portal. And then, I don't know if it was the coaches that talked him out of it, but he decided, hey, I want to stay and play for the bowl game. And he plays for the bowl game. And then soon after announces, I'm coming back. Whether he just, man, I like playing with these guys, or the mm -hmm. coaches said, Cam, we got a spot for you. And, you know, next year we can do this for you. Obviously, we all think Taj is going to be great, and we all want him to touch the ball a ton next year. Mm -hmm. But if Valdez can actually get through a season not injured, it feels like every year he's shown good things, but he just gets injured. And, and whether he misses a few games or he's a little banged up and not playing at 100%, mm -hmm. I think he's a really talented guy. I don't know that I see him as ever like the lead dog guy. Sure. But but I think he can be better and do more than he's done for the Red Raiders so far in his career, and I like the fact that at some point he said, you know, I mean, at some point he said, I want out because it's the thing to do, or I'm not getting the ball enough, and Taj is coming back, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden he said, you know what, I like it here, I want to come back, you know, right. whether it was the coaches urging him to do it or his teammates urging him to do it or... He found out that this was the best fit hey, for him. Hey, I just have fun with these. I like yeah. these guys. Yeah. You know? I want to so, be here. I, I don't know. I I appreciate that about him. And so um, I'm rooting exceptionally hard for him next year because of that. Okay. I hope the conversation was with the coaches that, hey, we think we can use you more. We think we can do more things with you. You know, not to say that we're taking touches away from Taj or whatever, but we're finding ways to get the ball in his hands and all that. I I, I think that's a cool story. That's a guy that chose Texas Tech a second time, and I'm in favor of that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was one of those cases where they just needed to communicate with him and go about, or he needed to hear from them. Hey, we want you. We want A, we want you, and B, yeah. here's how we're going to use you, and yeah. we think you can be a contributor, and you know, you 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 know us versus going somewhere else and then trying to to start all over again. And don't don't hit the chat line and ruin my mood and say, or they just gave him more nil money. <laughs> it's possible. I'm not going to deny it. I hope that's not the case. Yeah, and you hope that that wasn't the sole reason why they did that. Uh, somebody said this. He's so under the radar that Chuck has to look his stats up. LOL. Yeah. That, well, that, I was. Yeah, I was on the fly. I was trying to trying to do something. Somebody else brings up uh, Joseph Adetere, Jeff, and uh, Amir Washington. Uh, somebody says uh, Coy is that man. Um, uh, somebody says this. Jamie, I thought I was the only one that said Coy, but I am not. Uh, league dog guy, horse name. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, somebody mentioned Jalen Conyers, the the transfer from Arizona State. I'm super excited to see how Coach Kitley and the staff are going to use this guy. I mean, he's a big dude. I mean, look at the numbers on him. I don't know if you can look it up real quick, Chuck, but he's a big guy. And, um, you know, he's a tight end, but also played Wildcat quarterback at times for Arizona State and threw like 10 passes in his college career. Oh. Okay, so... Um, so big physical tight end that can block, that can catch, and all that, and then you can do some other things. Maybe he can do a little uh, 
fake field goal stuff for you or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just think you know, you remember when we had um, Donovan Smith as your Wildcat quarterback, mm-hmm. and every single play we we're like, okay, this is the time they're going to let him throw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they never, never let him throw. <laughs> never. He <laughs> would just come in for a play and run it every single time. Um, right. I think you'll see Conyers get Wildcat snaps, kind of, and we'll see if they ever let him throw it. Okay. I, I think. Part of my problem is is I have more concerns about the offense than excited to see. Uh, with re- like for new guys coming in, and when you take away Taj and you take away Morton and you take away you know your de facto guys, Michael Hudson, that you're you're expecting great things out of. All of those guys are well above the radar. That we all know those names. We're all walking around as the there just wasn't a, a, to me a lot on offense that you're like oh wow I can't wait to see what this guy does coming. You know, remember that one seventy yard play, and he had like a couple of those in the great year. He didn't have that last year to to springboard this conversation. I am a guy who is all about consistency. Sure, I'm as I am do the simple thing over and over again. So a guy like Coy Aiken who doesn't drop passes and just moves the chains, he may not be flashy. He may not stand up and point first down every time. He just <laughs> catches the ball. I'm a fan of that. So yeah. I'm excited about guys like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jalen Conyers. Uh, Koy Aiken, good number. Good name. Uh, Jalen Conyers, good name. Um, and I, uh, we'll see. We'll see what, uh, see who stands out. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Morning drive. Time for the boom, boom, boom. Here's Jamie. Texas Tech Lady Raiders are back at home tonight as they host the Houston Cougars at 6 o'clock at the USA. Lady Raiders got the win to start conference play at Houston way back on December the 30th when they won by a 79-71 score. Tech is 14-6 and overall, 3-4 and in Big 12 action, coming off a 60-46 loss in Provo to BYU last weekend. You can hear the game tonight on 107.7 Yes FM beginning at 5.30, 6 o'clock tip time. High school girls action last night. It was uh, Friendship defeating Permian 80-32. to Monterey a winner over Abilene 81-30. to Lubbock Cooper beat Lubbock High last night 74-42. to Also, Estacado a winner over Sweetwater 42-18. to Goodness. And then uh, Lubbock Cooper Liberty beat Roosevelt 49-36. to On the boys' side, Friendship a winner over Permian. Monterey over Abilene. A Lubbock Cooper over Lubbock High School last night, and also Estacado, a 30-point winner over Sweetwater, and uh, Liberty uh, took a loss to Roosevelt last night, 50-44, to those among the games in action. Texas Tech football has announced the signing of transfer DeBraylon Carroll to further bolster the Red Raiders' interior defensive line. Carroll will utilize his final year of eligibility with the Red Raiders after playing for Rice. He arrives in Lubbock with 101 career tackles, 19 of them for the loss, seven sacks in his four years with the Owls. He played 42 career games, making 20 starts. All right, Big 12 basketball tonight, uh, just one game. It'll be in Ames, number 23, Iowa State, plays host to Kansas State. Both teams are 14-4 and four overall. Last night in the Big 12, 
Texas beat the Red Raiders' next opponent, Oklahoma, in Norman. 11th ranked Sooners fall 75-60. to Central Florida winner over West Virginia, 79-52. Houston wins at BYU, 75-68. to And TCU wins at Oklahoma State last night, 74-69. Okie State remains winless. And that is the boom, boom, boom this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3 dot com. Did you miss one? Did we mention Adrian Beltre going to the Hall of Fame? No, I mean, we just. It's a boom, boom, boom story. Texas Rangers got another member of the Hall of Fame. Okay. You've got a mic. (laughs) Well, no, I'm not normally don't participate in the boom, boom, boom. Sorry. It's just you guys. I mean, we've been, we've, we've talked about that. It's been promoted. It's been in there. Sometimes I try to do things that aren't in necessarily the sports centers, not trying to besmirch or not highlight Adrian Beltre for his worthy election to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. I'm just asking the question. I mean, it's like the number two story on ESPN right now, but (laughs) behind a coach that got fired that we didn't know who was coaching the team. Uh, 7.50 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Jamie, did you know that Adrian Beltre was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame yesterday? I did. <laughs> on a bunch of ballots, too. Mm-hmm. On, a, on a bunch of ballots. And uh, so he'll uh, he'll be duly uh, inducted uh, next summer uh, into the Baseball Hall of Fame along with Joe Maurer and Todd Helton. Uh, and Jim Leland getting going as well as Jim the Le- the skipper they get put yeah. in. Um, you know, was it unfair from a, from Helton's standpoint that he that there was a bit of a knock on him because he played in uh, Denver, played with the Rockies, and some felt maybe his his numbers were a little bit inflated. But then when they projected them, if he'd played at another ballpark, he was still really really good. Um, to sit. And say I'm somewhere in the middle on this, I guess. To sit and say that um, some of his home run numbers weren't a bit inflated because of where he played would be, I mean, naive. Okay. Right? Um, but to also act that he's not a act like he's not a great hitter, just and then he got so much help from playing in Colorado. I also think is is somewhat silly. So it, it's kind of the flip the comparison for pitchers. Do we knock pitchers who go to Oakland when they've got foul territory the size of Grand, the Grand Canyon out there that you get all the free outs from left to right because of all the open area that you don't get, say, in Houston or in Arlington or in a, in a tighter ballpark? Yeah, you, you you normally hear that more along the uh, playoff time when the A's are in the playoffs, but here lately that's not really been a factor. Yeah, well, they haven't had a picture worthy yeah. of having this conversation. Yeah. With, but it's not like – it's only with the Rockies hitters. That we have this conversation with. <coughs> well, those guys also hit half of their games away from the ballpark too. I think Todd Helton gets more of a knock for losing that quarterback battle in college. Okay, <laughs> with some schmuck. Remind was, me who the schmuck was. Peyton Manning. Oh, Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. was a quarterback at Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, lost the job to Peyton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just. Oh, that was a Chuck Hines tidbit that you. I missed on you. Yeah, swinging yeah. a miss. Yeah, he was. Uh, Peyton was actually in a a uh, a suite in Helton's last game as a Rocky and hit a home run. 
Uh, as far as Beltray is concerned, he um, now he wants to talk about Beltray. <laughs> Did you get too much sleep last night? <laughs> Probably didn't get enough, actually. Uh, Beltray joins these first year, uh, these third basemen on a first year ballot to make the the Baseball Hall of Fame: George Brett, Chipper Jones, Mike Schmidt. And I told you that he was earlier. We talked about he's just the fifth Dominican. I mean, and you think about the number of Dominican players that have played Major League Baseball. But he joins this group, Juan Marichal, Pedro Martinez, Vladimir Guerrero, and David Ortiz as members of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Both, both of those are pretty good clubs to be a part of. And Beltre is certainly, certainly, certainly worthy. The only, the only thing that, that Beltre doesn't have on his resume is a World Series title. So, and, and that's unfortunate. But it is, it is, it is what it is. Uh, somebody says this, the Denver argument is overused. There are plenty of hitters parks that are just as much of an advantage. Uh, extremely short to left field, Fenway short all over. Yeah, Yankee Stadium short mm-hmm. to right field. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there was a jet stream in Arlington and the old ballpark to, to right field. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a hitter's park as Sa- well. Same thing with Atlanta with the old Fulton County Stadium. Mm. Beltre didn't, didn't, he wasn't on that Red Sox team that won one. He was only there for a year. I know. So I don't know. If, and why I can't was I remember. thinking he won a title with them? Yeah, that's too bad that he didn't get one. So, yeah, yeah. it's just, I mean, he was just, here, Jeff, I'll say it for you. He was a strike away. Let's see if I can. <laughs> the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Live. Good morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We come to you from the First United Bank studio. Look forward to to hearing from you continuously on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double97.3.com for that of the mobile app. Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well. Uh, a couple things here from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Billy Wagner not being in the Hall of Fame is a joke. As an Astro fan, he's no doubter that through gas should have gone in the Hall of Fame over all the other players that got elected. His numbers rival Mariano Rivera, who was a first ballot Hall of Famer, goes to the Southwest Conference, wrote that. Uh, that's a, <laughs> that's a, a, bit of a bit of a stretch, but are you, is he a no-doubter in your mind? I think he should be a Hall of Famer, yes. Okay. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame, yes. Okay. I, I don't put him up there with um, Mariano Rivera, but I, I think he was great, and I think he's Hall of Fame worthy, um, but... Yeah. Uh, with regard, unfortunately, he played on an Astros teams that you know weren't weren't as good as they've been in recent years. Mm-hmm. So then, maybe get the notoriety that he, yeah. he deserved. Yeah, he's not really a, a highlight guy, right? Uh, with regard to Adrian Beltre, uh, unfortunate scenario like Wilker not ever getting a Super Bowl win. Yeah, he was he was close. He played on a couple of Super Bowl teams, one for the Broncos, one for the Patriots, and and came up. Came up just short. Um, whether you want to blame that on Brady or him or or the Patriots' defense or just the team, it just was is unfortunate because it looked like they he was he was a, about a play away, you know, make make one catch and you're probably 
you're going to run out the clock and and that'll be it but mm-hmm. that did not uh did not come up oh, for him like that uh this that might be one of the meanest things you've ever done on the radio chuck we don't need to be reminded of that the meanest i mean in fairness jeff is a white Sox fan <laughs> can't emotionally be hurt by a comment about another team. Right. <laughs> I wasn't hurt by it. I also don't need to be reminded that they were one strike away twice. <laughs> I just said, you know, one time. Too bad we can't think about talk about that Kansas City Chiefs loss on Christmas Day more. <laughs> okay. The chippiness this morning is... You're the one throwing bullets. I'm just throwing them right back at you. <laughs> Eight, uh, 8.04 this morning here on the morning drive. Take your thoughts and comments in the H Flooring Center chat line. All right. So, um, and we didn't... And this is this is on me. It's not, it's not on you guys. Um, and it may have been... I think it was discussed on other shows. Probably was. Um, but Steve Linton... Um, is a guy now that is, has transferred out, um, and you had a guy transfer in. But man, what a what a disappointment he was for the Red Raiders compared to what you thought a year ago with what you're going to get. And now he's now he's off to Baylor, and he'll probably get healthy, and probably it'll probably go swimmingly for him there. Yeah, it didn't work out like you had hoped for. There was definitely a, a good amount of hype surrounding him, and um, just never really came through. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would say a big amount, a big amount of hype, right? Mm-hmm. A big amount of hype, and you know that the whole aspect of him now being able to um, to transfer and and be um, able to play at Baylor right away. You know, he came to Tech last year about this time after four years at Syracuse. Um, you know, and and uh, basically didn't. Just didn't do a whole lot. Um, he had uh, three sacks, and all of those were in the win at Baylor. And now he's going to go put on their uniform and come here. He apparently had a broken thumb in August and sprained an ankle at West Virginia, and and then had had some other challenges and just couldn't couldn't get on the field. Just couldn't get on the field. But you know now it's uh, it's going to go play right away. At Baylor, which is I feel like he had plenty of opportunities. He just never really performed. You know, I know he dealt with some injuries, mm-hmm. but it felt like he was out there a bunch. Just never, never made many big plays for you. And it felt like down the stretch, though, it's like he wasn't, wasn't. Uh, yeah, no, that's fair. What wasn't available? Yeah. You know, when, and I, I'm not going to say he would have been a difference maker in any of the losses or anything along those lines, but still, I mean. I guess the thing I hate to see is that going right away to, to play at uh, at Baylor. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the world of college sports now, right? Is the world of college sports. Yeah. Um, here's <laughs> this is a bit rich coming from Deion Sanders. Okay, he wants the transfer portal to change. He says this: what I think it should be is it should be always be if your coach leaves you can leave it's your if your coach leaves you can leave other than that we've got to have some more stick to itiveness because now this is what you're dealing with although <laughs> remember he was the guy that got rid of all his right and then brought in a bunch of guys last year 
And so, but that doesn't, that goes with what he's saying. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But I mean, he, he also showed a lot of guys that were there at Colorado that were wanting to stick to it. Hey, you, you're not going to, you're not going to fit with me. Yeah. I don't know exactly how all that, I mean, if they just were shown the door, yeah. you know, your scholarship is no longer valid here. Yeah. I don't know exactly. It feels like Dion wasn't, uh, I didn't really handle that as perfect as you would have liked him to. Mm-hmm. But um, the thought that kids can leave if the head coach leaves, I, I, as much as I hate all the transferring and all that, I can get behind that a little bit. A little bit. So, I, I mean, that would make some sense. And, and I guess the, so then so then it comes down to which coach yeah They're, I know is it your position coach is it the guy who recruited you is it the head coach yeah I, I agree it's it, the, it, it all gets so it all gets so damn complicated um, and of course the altruistic thing is um, you know you'd like for them to come because the school's got a great business school <laughs> you'd like for them to come because the art department was really attracted to him and they want to be an artiste someday. Yeah, I quit worrying about this a long yeah, time I ago. Know, I mean, I even when they weren't transferring, they weren't coming because of that. No. You're 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 not you're not you're not wrong. And it's it's uh it's And even a, when you had to be a graduate, they weren't going to your school because you had the one specialization they wanted to go to. No, that no. was just the one class that they could say was the reason they were transferring <laughs> right, to. Right. <laughs> right. I don't know. I just anytime Deion Sanders speaks, I just kind of want to go. Yeah, but to me, he's like he kind of reminds me of Jose Canseco. Okay. And that Jose Canseco said all this stuff mm-hmm. after his playing days were over, and we're like, that guy's a nut job. He's talking but stare all this steroid stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That guy's crazy. Let's follow him on Twitter because he's crazy. All right. And then as it turned out, it's like everything that Jose was saying was accurate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And if you know, undersold. I don't like the personality of Deion Sanders. You mm-hmm. know that. But I feel like over the last two or three months, everything he has said, I'm like, man, Dion's an idiot. But boy, he makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not an idiot because he's dumb. I, I just I don't like the personality of the yeah. over the top self promotion and mm-hmm. all, all the above, but that's that's just me. But I feel like he says a lot of things, and I'm like, yeah, I'm on board with that. That's kind of where I am with Dion. I'm still not rooting for his team or anything, yeah. but like I don't I don't think he's dumb. Uh, this uh, he may not like the rules, but as a head coach, he wouldn't be doing his job if he was taking advantage of the system. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Jose Canseco, that's an interesting analogy. This has been the Morning Drive podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.